Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's Live in the Bream with the host of Fox News Sunday, Shannon Bream. This week on Live in the Bream, you know her, you love her. She is back for more. And listen, if you missed the first part of this conversation, you need to go to her podcast first. The one and only Janice Dean this is, is here. A, I think this is a great idea that we do a part one and part two of these podcasts because we promote each other. Yeah, which we're all about doing. Yes, we are. Girl power. Okay, so Janice is world-renowned meteorologist, the only one my mom will listen to, as established in part <laughs> one of this conversation. Gotta give a shout out to Marie. She is a New York Times bestseller. Seller, she is an advocate and a warrior, and she does all kinds of things. And I'm so glad you're on Living the Bream. And I'm your breast bestie. Yeah, did you say breath oh. breathsty? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, we're but either yes. going to cut that out or we're going to keep it in. No, I think we might keep it. I think we might keep it. Uh, okay, so part one of this conversation was on the Dean's List, which is your runaway success new podcast. How much fun are you having doing that? It is my favorite thing to do. And honestly, you know how much I love Fox and Friends Mm -hmm. and I love doing the weather. I love doing the Dean's List. But this is something that I really feel I was meant to do. I started out in radio Mm -hmm. 30 something years ago. uh, And I, I just love the podcast. I love the fact that it's coming back because for so many years it was like, radio is dead. Radio is dying. It's Mm -mm. gone. It's Mm -mm. not here. But the podcast has really brought back this medium of listening to conversations without having a distraction of a visual. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for my job, and I get that visual in television is very important. Mm -hmm. But there is something very special about listening to conversation. Mm -hmm. Uh, It feels very intimate. I feel like people can get to know people better Mm -hmm. uh, with these conversations that don't have to last for five minutes. They can go on a little longer. So I feel like I've been wanting to do this my whole life. And you're so good at it. And as you said, this is not visual. I've got on Spanx right now because we both did TV this morning. I could have taken them off for this. I could be breathing a little I better for the radio. I did take my did Spanx did? off and I feel <laughs> so free right now. I love it. I have to say, I have a love-hate relationship with Spanx. I do too. They're important. They are. They really changed the game. They changed the stomach area for me. <laughs> <laughs> and what I always say is that I want there to be like a full body Spanx. Yeah. That you can then put a swimsuit over. Oh. But it's got to be invisible. Like people can't see you walking around like a full body stocking <laughs> with a two piece over it. Like that's weird. But it's they like can a, make an invisible Spanx. I know, but my Spanx swimsuit would have to go down to my knees. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. It could be like some kind of invisible situation. <laughs> oh, I get it. And then we put the swimsuit over it and everything's already been kind of flattened and smooth. <laughs> right. So I don't know. We've already come up with two very good inventions. Exactly. For women over 50. Like you're going to like all of our inventions that we come up with. Um, Let's talk about, can we talk about swimsuits for a minute? Yes. Because I feel like they're either grandma time. You know, which there's nothing wrong with that. But they've got like a little cute skirt situation. And there's so many like retro styles and all that. Or it's like 
I don't know the right word to use, but nothing left to the imagination, like a couple strings and a couple squares of or triangles of material. And I'm like, there's got to be something in between that is like cute, but not slutty. Yeah. I wear a coverall all the time. I do too. I feel like why do I spend time? Why do I spend money on these swimsuits? Because really, I invest in the super cute cover up that I mostly keep. Especially if you're somewhere in public, like a big pool or the beach. Everybody's got a phone. I feel like that takes the fun out of the beach. It does because I don't need people to see all my stuff. And we don't have enough money for private beaches. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Janice and I are going to buy an island, and every woman can come there and not wear a cover up. That's right. There will be no phones. It's something that I am very aware of. You know, I I am still so shy about showing my body. I think mm-hmm. I always have been. I was a, an overweight kid. Um, you know, at my slimmest, uh, I still felt overweight. I think I probably had, you know. It's, yeah, the mental issues. Thing. I've been there too. And even though in my 50s, my seasoned 50s, I feel more confident than yeah. ever before. Mm-hmm. I still am very shy mm-hmm. about that. You know, um, I, I I give it up to people who uh, are confident enough to I wear the squares. It. I love it. And like in every size, I will see women who are fuller figured and they are confident Owning and it. loving it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I love, please come rub off on me. Give yeah. me a little bit of that confidence. People of every size, you'll yeah. see out there in swimsuits, some people do the cover-up thing. I love a good cover-up. Yep. And some people are just I like, will go in the water with the cover-up no. <laughs> on. <laughs> I will. I just... I love it. I'm being honest. But I, I love to see somebody who... I don't care what their body looks like, but they are having a great time. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And, you know, I would encourage us to... Think a little bit we're more have, like this. We're going to have to win the lottery we're to do a buy the private <laughs> island. But can we find, can we get to a place where like, listen, I take care of myself. I do the best I can. Yes. And no one's going to look like Giselle, but Giselle. Yeah. And I'm just going to have fun. And listen, I give myself that pep talk every summer. Look <laughs> like, at Giselle and she's got problems right now, you that know, poor al- lady. Allegedly. I don't know. Well, I mean, there's some trouble in parasi- paradise. That's what the tabloids are saying. And I've got to be quite honest that... Being married to a Tom Brady, it must be very, very difficult. Yeah. And I was really happy for her and their family when he decided to retire. I know. I think she was too. Yes. Um, you know, I'm kind of going through with my husband. He's about to retire. I'm really proud of him. I'm so excited for his next chapter. And did he feel the pressure of going back? I mean, I, I want to know sort of the backstory of that because I, I really too. do feel that was probably maybe the straw that broke the camel's back. Maybe mm-hmm. she was like, why? Why do you need to go back? I know. Especially if they had really talked through it and she felt like there was a commitment there. Because listen, they're very much in the spotlight, which makes everything trickier. Yes. And she, But she has expressed things that sound like some type of frustration. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, she was a supermodel. She still is. But I mean, actively like traveling the world, you can't do that with what he's doing during football season and have three kids, yes. which seem precious and at the heart of their family. And so I think she just kind of hit a breaking point. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't keep managing all this because I'm sure when you have a professional athlete who's in season, I've got friends in this, you know, in the baseball world and other things that you got to basically be a single parent during that. Mm. But it's, you know, they're doing their part to support the family and live a dream. And you hope that works both ways that I feel like probably for you too. I mean, in a good marriage, when one is on a roll or has a great opportunity, you want to be supportive. And then that can shift over time that the yeah. other one has an opportunity and you move or you do something for them. 
And from her little public comments that we've had here and there, it seems like she feels frustrated that she feels like she's the one who he gets to go live all of his dreams. Yeah. And she's had to put some of her stuff on hold. And I think whether you're male or female, you can probably understand that frustration. Absolutely. I got to meet him a couple of years ago. You did. Is he as ugly and untalented in person (laughs) as I think he is? Well, it's a funny story because Brian Kilmeade... Uh, has always wanted to meet Tom Brady face to face. So you I, had to do it before him. Right. It was. <laughs> I'm so fortunate that I get to go uh, cover the Kentucky Derby mm-hmm. every year. So it was at an event. Um, oh gosh, the Barnstable Brown event that happened. Did you go this year? Did you go to that event? No, I didn't go to that. I went to the Derby, but we didn't do all that fancy stuff. Okay, so this is an event that's held before the Derby. A lot of the money raised goes to charity. It's at this incredible mansion. Uh, They've done this for many, many years. I've talked to the Barnstable Brown family. It's the two sisters. They used to be the Double Mint twins. Oh my gosh. And they started this years ago. uh, And the money goes to charity. And before the event, all sorts of celebrities come. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's musicians that get on stage and play. So it's a really kind of fun um, celebration in advance of the greatest Mm -hmm. two minutes in sports. Mm -hmm. And Tom Brady was there. Mm -hmm. It was the year that they won the Super Bowl. And I'm sure they've won the Super Bowl a few times. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was whispers that he was coming with his team uh, Mm -hmm. was New England at that time. Was it Right, right. He was Patriots then. Yes, the Patriots. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to remember how long ago it was at any rate. Yeah, before he joined the Bucs. So they... He comes in, he takes a picture, and he's, you know, talking to his buddies and stuff. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to go up and I'm going to introduce myself. And my producer, Sam mm-hmm. Honig, was there. And mm-hmm. I said, listen, if, awesome. you could, if you could get this on camera, because I know he doesn't <laughs> like to do I get right, it. Like, right. if, if he's going to say hi to one person, he's right. got to say hi to thousands of people. Well, but he's going to say hi to Gina Steen. Well, That's special. Here's the thing about wearing a fancy hat. Mm-hmm. You just have this unbelievable confidence. Right. And at that moment, I had this beautiful pink dress and this gorgeous pink hat. Uh, shout out to Christine Moore, who is the did best in the hat, business. Did my hat for the Derby this she, year, too. She is awesome. a New York milliner, small business yeah. owner, and really has made her way in the in the, um, in the the hat business. What is It's a milliner, yes. Milliner, in yeah. the milliner business. Um, so I just went right up to him. He, he didn't know what hit him. And I just... <laughs> Put my hand out. I said, Hurricane Janice. Tom Brady, Janice Dean from Fox News. I'm a huge fan. Can I get a picture? And before he could even say yes or no, Sam took the picture and he <laughs> walked away. And that was it. And that was it. Okay, and I, I have like it. the picture. It's a little bit blurry. Oh, but listen, he was in movement. You could tell. As he often is. You could tell. It's he hard was to capture a little film. bit shocked. Oh, well, that's what he called. But see, it worked. <laughs> it did. Oh, my gosh. Was Giselle anywhere? Inside? No, she was not. It was Guy's Weekend, maybe. You know, I would love if, listen, Giselle, if you would love to come on the yeah. Janice Dean podcast or the Live in the Bream podcast. We we'll will, do a two for one situation. It will be a girls podcast. Yes, it will. We'll even, we'll call it the Giselle podcast. Do you think we could ever look straight at her? Like, even like she's so beautiful, like we, we maybe melt in her presence. You know, I want to talk to her about what it's like being an absolute supermodel. She must have, know. you know, um, insecurities like does, everyone else. I can't believe that. But yes, every human being probably does have something. Um, oh, my legs are too long. My my, my waist is too trim. <laughs> I wish I had that. <laughs> I know, like, legs are too but, long. Um, but, but she's a real person who lives with frustrations of raising kids and having a marriage, especially in the spotlight and that kind of thing. So there's no telling. And I don't, I don't, you know, who knows what goes on with them. But I always am pulling for people. Like, I want it to work and want them to figure it out. So mm-hmm. if there's any way, I hope that that would happen. But also, she probably doesn't eat like us. 
No, We'd have I to order some so. special food. Well, also, we would, yeah, but we would have a, a private chef on our private but island. she probably does. I know. She can come. I don't know if she's going to be allowed to come to the private island. You cannot, there's a certain level of like, once you hit supermodel, you're not allowed on the Janice well, Dean Shannon Bream Island. the prerequisite is you have to wear a cover-up uh, okay, the yeah. whole time. You do. Or the full body Spanx if we ever get that thing invented and it's going to happen. Um, what do you think she eats compared to us? I, she probably has a personal chef. But she's probably like very healthy, organic. And, and she's also stuff. naturally probably like that. Do you know what I mean? I think there right. are people that are just naturally born she's very like athletic that. too. Yeah. It's um, the it's gene pool. Brazilians. By the way, I spent a summer in Brazil one time. Really? I did when I was in college. I went down Did you appreciate there. it back then? Um, yeah. It was just such a cool different place to be. But here's the thing. Everybody's like, oh, did you go party in Rio? No, this was a missions trip. So we were like, I have never seen spiders the size of the one that was in my shower in one of the places that we stayed. And there was cold water and not hot water. like a deadly spider? I hope not. Um, but I luckily didn't have to find out. But, you know, the, we were roughing it a little bit. But it was such a great experience mm. because it was totally different than my childhood and growing up in my college years here in the States. I came back and like, wow, let's appreciate everything that we have. We have people here in the States who struggle as well. But that was the first trip where I was like living amongst people that were just in a totally different situation. And they could not have been warmer, mm. more giving, greeting us, opening their arms and so excited to host us. They were so kind. And um, I learned enough Portuguese that when I um, I interviewed the president, well, we'll see if he's still a president, but at the time, President Bolsonaro, a couple of years ago, and I busted out my broken Portuguese on him. How'd it go? I don't think he was impressed. No. But I think he was impressed that I tried. That's the most important thing. So I think when you travel the world and go different places, you have those experiences. It's important. I hope my boys get to do that. And it, and I think every opportunity that you can travel, because mm -hmm. I went to Spain in high school as well. And, and as much as I loved it, I feel like I just didn't appreciate it as I would now, you know, right. traveling. Right. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Because it was like, kid. you know, you're with your yeah. girlfriends. Where are we going to have dinner? And, right. and why are we on this dumb tour? Right. You know? Right. Exactly. But now I would appreciate that. And I, and I hope, again, as much as I love my job, that, you know, Sean and I are well enough and, you know, alert enough that we can tra do some traveling. <laughs> alert enough. <laughs> You're 90. I know. But you know what I mean? Wake me up, kids. I don't want life to just pass me by. I know. And I just feel like it's important to sort of balance that, you know, what you do day to day and your kids, but also look at the world and see what it's like outside of your own backyard. Yeah. And that's what that trip did for me. It woke me up at like, I didn't think I grew up with much, you know, it was a very modest childhood for me. Um, but then when you travel around the world and see like, oh my goodness, we have so many natural blessings in this country with our freedom and yes. with our opportunity and with our education. Um, and, but to see people that didn't, and many of the people that I visited in Brazil didn't have those same opportunities, but were joyous about mm -hmm. life. It was a good reminder to me, like, there's joy in everything, in the simple things, in the kindness of sharing a meal, of opening your home, whatever you have, um, mm -hmm. and just being, fellowshipping with other people and connecting across cultural barriers and just appreciating each other as human beings. Yeah. I think, too, what I notice every day, Dagan and McDowell and I had a conversation about this, is just looking for it. You have to look for yeah. it sometimes. And then when something happens and it can be just a moment of a smile, someone giving you a smile, a text from your buddy, mm -hmm. just going, you know what? This is a really nice moment. I'm just going to take this in for a moment. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll have more live in the bream in a moment. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Where is somewhere in the world you'd like to go? Either you've been there or you haven't. Hmm. Somewhere you like to travel. You know, friends of ours went to Greece Ooh, and came back and said it was absolutely spectacular. Mm-hmm. I really feel like pictures probably don't I do know, it justice. It looks gorgeous. Uh, I would love to go to Ireland. I'd love mm-hmm. to go to Scotland. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've I've been to Paris. I've been to London. Grew up in Canada, um, and but also feel like I would love to explore Canada more too because yeah. there's so much beauty in in mm-hmm. my homeland. Um, I'd love to travel across the U.S. I'd I love know. to do all 50 states. I actually pitched that as an idea for my 50th birthday Ooh, for Fox and Friends to yeah. go to all 50 states. I love it in an RV. Oh my gosh, I'm coming! Right? If you do that, well, maybe we should pitch that, please. But how would you do Fox News Sunday? Well, I would fly back to Washington. On, oh, you would? on Saturdays, and okay. then I would rejoin you on the road on oh my gosh, I lived like a. Thelma and Louise thing. Yes. We wouldn't go without the, the going over the cliff part. <laughs> without that we might part. have spoiled the movie. Um, oh, sorry. If you haven't seen it, it's what, 30 years old now? <laughs> sorry, we can't help you now. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, there are so many. And and listen, you live in New York. I live in Washington. Whenever I get out of the kind of that bubble and go and spend time with my family and my friends across the country, it is so much fun. It is. Like going to the little hot dog stand in town or where they make homemade ice cream or going to a rodeo. Or Mm -hmm. I mean, this country is so amazing. No matter what you're interested in or things you don't even know if you're interested, there's something for everybody out there. And I think the more that we get out of our big cities... It's really fun. I think we need to sell that. The J.D. Shannon Bream road trip. I love it. It's happening. It is happening. People would tune into that, right? Uh, We hope. Hint, hint. (laughs) But, you know, we could do little things in each town, in each city, in every state. Tell us. You could tell us when we're coming there, like, what we should go see. Holy moly. The thing is, like, okay, for you in Canada, you're going to understand it and appreciate it in a different way because you grew up there and it's your homeland. Mm -hmm. Like, for me, Florida is that way. People think it's all, like, South Beach and Disney World and, like, those things are so fun and wonderful, but there's so much else there. Like, give me something. Um, Florida's very agricultural. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are, like, cattle farms and, of course, the citrus industry. Like, there's so many fun things. But I grew up going to these weird things that if you're from Florida, you will know these things. Like, Wachi is a little park that has got natural springs. And they've got these women who wear, like, the mermaid things and underwater they like do like shows thing? and stuff. Like it's Spanx, mermaid Spanx. But they do shows from underwater and they have place, ways that they go and get like little air out of tubes and stuff. But when you're a kid and you're standing, you're watching in front of the tank and you're seeing these women swimming around, like you believe there are mermaids. Yeah. And Cypress Gardens where they have these amazing ski water ski shows where people build pyramids and jump off of stuff like on water skis. And just like there are hokey things about Florida like that that are like so local and fun. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't know. Maybe we we got to get that RV. I think that Will that they let be... us in Canada? Will they let us come there? Yeah, I think so. Well, with you on board. You're like a national celebrity. Yeah, you're fine. No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Not anymore. Yes, you are, my friend. Okay, can we talk about how, because I think this is important, like you are such a warrior. We've talked about on part one, we mm-hmm. talked about some things like fighting for your health care yep. and for your answers and things that you need, but you are fighting for other answers. And so you have made a lot of headlines in getting into this fight about getting answers from the Cuomo administration about Mm -hmm. 
what was going on during COVID. I know you've worked with lawmakers. You've testified on Capitol Hill. Where are you in getting those answers? And do you think you ever will? I do. I think we will get those answers. I've had conversations with lawmakers who want to make that happen, and I'm believing them. I'm disappointed in Kathy Hochul. She had a meeting with us a year ago. It was a year Mm -hmm. ago this month. Uh, Some of the family members, including myself and my husband, Mm -hmm. uh, in a room, and she was very empathetic. She told us she was going to try to help us get answers. And I came out of that meeting feeling like she wanted to do that. Mm -hmm. And she's done nothing. Well, and again, so to recap, you lost both of your in-laws very early on in the pandemic. They were placed into care facilities, long-term and nursing care facilities, where this was an exceptionally dangerous thing, where people who were testing positive for COVID were placed back in those facilities. 9,000 of them. Yeah, and and there was an order at some point Mm -hmm. here in New York. For 46 days. That that's what people were being instructed to do. There's a lot we didn't know at the beginning. Yes. So people were following these orders. Um, And so your hope is to find out the genesis of that order to try to hold someone responsible. So you felt like Governor Hochul was open to that idea. At the time, I thought she was. uh, And and she has promised a blue ribbon panel at some point to go back and look at what happened during COVID. Um, But I I guess I just don't believe her. Uh, Her words are empty right now. And I had a lot of hope for her. I mean, Listen, at the very beginning, if Andrew Cuomo had come out and said, I made a terrible mistake. Oh, my gosh, I'll spend the rest of my career trying to right this wrong. If he had met with families Mm -hmm. and said, you know, I thought it would be safe. I didn't want the hospitals to be overrun. But he had options. He had Mm -hmm. the comfort ship. He had the Javits Center. He had thousands of beds that he never used. And I think the beginning of it is finding out the origin of where that March 25th order came from. Who wrote that? Who wrote saying you cannot deny a patient into a nursing home and you could not test them? You know, they, there mm-hmm. were no tests at the time. Mm-hmm. And then That's not true. telling the family members, you know, I I'm I do storms. Right. That's my that's my gig. And uh, my job is to warn as many people in advance when a storm is coming and to prepare them. And if they need to get out to to evacuate, why didn't he give us a heads up to take our loved ones or make preparations? We were not warned in advance. And there should be an after action review. And there hasn't been. And it's not only New York. There are several other states that did exactly the same thing. And their order is very similar. Um, So without saying too much, there are things in the works that I believe will bring us justice with or without the help of lawmakers. So when people get on Twitter and say, hey, stick to the weather, (laughs) whenever I see those, I'm just waiting because I'm like, you don't know who you've just unleashed. You know, and that brings up a dialogue about social media, because is it better to ignore or is it better to shine a light on some of the really terrible things that people say to Mm -hmm. one another? Um, You know, you can kind of pick and choose, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I never used to block people, but Mm -hmm. some of the stuff that they say, you would never, ever say to a person, a human being. I love the mute button because then they don't know. Yes, that's true. And they can keep just spewing whatever they're spewing. But then there's a time where I'm like, I have to shine a light on some of these Mm -hmm. people because it's bullying behavior. It really is. And they're not only bullying me, they're also bullying my family and other people that went through similar situations. So I think I struggle with it. Some days I'm like, I know. And then others, I'm like, I have to try to ignore this. I know. And finding that balance is hard because sometimes I say to myself, 
I don't know these people. They don't know me. Like, why am I going to give them any yeah. piece of my emotional bandwidth? But there are sometimes when they are just absolutely nasty or false. And I think sometimes that deserves a nice, friendly response. Sometimes. I, yeah. Pointed. Pointed. Right. I try not to throw it back into the gutter. Right. I'll just say... That's incorrect. Have a nice day. Right. Exactly. So what is the deal with sometimes when Twitter will, I've seen you tag things or you reach, retweet things where, where Twitter's like, is this about the weather? I don't know. Oh, that's a, I, uh, that's right. so strange to me. Like, is it because your bio says you're a meteorologist? Like, is there someone sitting around on Twitter reading all of Janice Dean's tweets and saying like, this is not about the weather. Right. And they actually that's ask weird. people, is this tweet about the weather? And you and you actually hit yes or no. So but why does but it do they do matter? that to like do they do that to sports people? Is, is this, this tweet about, about the sports? I don't, I don't know. know. I would really love to hear from Twitter. That's just such a weird thing when I see that happen. I'm like, is that automated or is they there a person sitting around reading tweets and saying like, oh, because she's a meteorologist, she can only talk about the weather. Right. Same That's with weird. you. Like, is this about the Supreme Court? Right. <laughs> Probably not because I'm talking about snacks most of the time. <laughs> snacks and I, There and are a lot of things that, but the the one thing about Twitter is it did allow me to have a platform mm-hmm, mm-hmm. during oh, you're definitely that time. Good yes. I, I don't know that I would have had, it would have resonated as much without social media because I kind of found an army of people mm-hmm. either going through the same thing or wanting to Can find out answers. Yeah. yeah. So I, I will take the, is this tweet about the weather <laughs> for all of the good stuff it did bring? Yeah. And it still does. Like you recently were talking about, and we had talked about this offline, this ridiculous battle that you were having to get the medication that you need for MS. Yeah. What in the world? I've been diagnosed since 2005. I have never had a problem trying to get my medication. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm on something new. I've been on it for probably almost two years now. So it's an infusion that I go to every six months. It takes place in a hospital setting because it's not just a drug. They have to overlap it with other drugs Mm -hmm. to counteract some of the, like I'm on a bunch of Benadryl because I guess Mm -hmm. it can have an allergic reaction. Mm -hmm. So I have to be monitored by a nurse for six hours. So it's not just here is your meds. You can just Mm -hmm. take it and leave. It's a real ordeal. Mm -hmm. And so I got the paperwork saying, okay, no problem. We will send the medication to your uh, doctor's office and no, everything's fine. And then I got a call uh, from the specialty pharmacy saying, oh, we're not going to cover that anymore. Um, you should, we're going to see if you can do an off-brand drug. And mm-hmm. my doctor won't do an off-brand drug. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, long story short, I was on the phone probably that week for about seven, eight hours. I mean, and part of that, you were visiting with me. Yes. And I felt so bad for you that you were having to deal with like, like we talked about, stress is not good for MS. Not it's good not. for anybody. But the fact that you're wasting hours and hours and hours and and have the ability to kind of navigate this thing where a lot of people would just give up. And we think that's the point with I some do. of this. I really like, do. Just give up. And that's one of the things I'm trying to get the bottom of in the upcoming Janice Dean podcast. I have a, a guest that's going to come on to tell us how to navigate this. I think it's gotten worse. I think there's an mm-hmm. issue here. Because when I put that on social media, I got all sorts oh, of responses, yeah. Shannon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not just me. It's loved ones that are fighting for, you know, cancer drugs, life-saving drugs. You know, what if this is life or death and Mm -hmm. this person is on the phone for eight hours and finally says, you know what, I give up. Mm -hmm. 
that's not an option. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to continue to dig. I finally did get the drug Mm -hmm. uh, after being hours on the phone. You know, and the other thing is, is every time you call, it's a new operator. You're going to start the story all all over over again. again. And they're going through files. And the one fella I got who was on the phone with me for several hours who looked through all of the notes and he was like, this is a mess. This Uh is a mess. So what rights do we have as patients? That's what I want to know. I ended up calling Fox, our benefits people, and saying, here's the deal. And they went to bat for me. That's good. So, you know, my advice is if you're with a, a good company. If your insurance is through your employer. Yes, that's an option for, for you. Then I also found out another option is actually going to the people that make the medicine. Mm-hmm. The drug company. The drug company. Mm-hmm. And they have programs that will, you know, cut the cost by 95%. Wow. Yeah, the drugs that I'm on, Shannon, $30,000 a session. Twice a year. Yes. That's crazy. And so many people have that story. Mm -hmm. And now more than ever. And that's probably why people will get a no or or they'll get resistance from a company that doesn't want to pay for it. Or or generic. Right. A lot of us can't do the generic. Mm -hmm. So it's a fight. So you're a fighter, my friend. I'm going to keep fighting and we're going to have more details. It's it's a story that I think needs to be, uh, you know, we need to shine a light on it. Mm -hmm. It's happening to millions of Americans and it's not right. We'll probably lose people because they just, they can't they give up. They do give up. We'll have more Live in the Bream in a moment. Okay, now to lighten things up, yes. I want to talk about how we dealt with this when you were with me. Because <laughs> am I the world's worst host? Where Janice is staying at my house. You have a room called the Janice Dean I do, the Janice Dean bedroom. Suite. And yeah. anybody else who stays in there, I'm sorry, it is still called Janice Dean Suite. Good. Um, but... This is how I fed Janice at my house. <laughs> we go out to dinner for every meal. <laughs> Sheldon wasn't home that weekend, and he's the one who cooks. He's a really good delicious. cook. Um, and then we decided to watch the Elvis movie. Yes. Which people have very strong opinions on, by the way. I enjoyed it very much. I thought it was fun. But yeah. I knew going into it, it's Baz Luhrmann. It's a little bit out there. Out there. Um, and it's not a, a happy I, ending. It is not. And I fed you popcorn and root beer for dinner. And chocolate chip and cookies. And chocolate chip cookies. Is that the worst How host ever? How is that ever? the worst host ever? <laughs> it's the best host ever. I'm I will not... always have fond memories of, well, I always have fond memories of our get-togethers, um, our girls' weekends. But that's the best is when and you don't, did. In our you jammies. watch a movie in your jammies. <clears throat> With Biscuit Bream staring at you, my dog who Biscuit would not Bream stop staring at Janice the all weekend. <laughs> I just love spending time with you just because the thing I remember the most is obviously the snacks, yes. But we laugh so much. <laughs> we do. We have a good time. It really is. I just think it's one of my favorite things to well, do. Well, as you said, we like to be each other's cheerleaders and supporters. It's girl power. Yeah. Um, so please tell me before you go about your new book. Oh, my goodness. How have we not talked about that yet? Well, you know what? I'm kind of... Well, by the time this... we talk about okay so by the time this airs we will have already um shown the cover on fox and friends so can we talk about it yes we can okay good okay it's called i am the storm and you are uh and it's about uh people who overcome the odds to try to make a difference Mm -hmm. all kinds of different stories yes so obviously i do write about what happened during covid losing my husband's parents and and wanting accountability Mm -hmm. and justice for them um, I talked to Ron Kim, who was um, an assemblyman who also had a loved one die in a nursing home and, it, you know, is a Democrat and went against his party um, and and to try to find answers. 
I also talked to Lindsay Boylan and Charlotte Bennett, two of the women that, that um, you know, bravely stood up and said they were abused by Governor Cuomo. Um, and then, obviously, that's a part of the book, but the rest of the book is about stories of one person making a difference, right? There's a story of a nurse that came from Georgia early on in the pandemic uh, when, you know, they didn't know anything about the disease and risked their lives to come and help people. Total hero. She was and is a hero. Um, I talk about Ray Pfeiffer, my friend, firefighter, who went to Capitol Hill when he was dying of cancer, 9-11-related uh, cancer, and uh, you know, on his dying days trying to get the Zadroga bill passed mm-hmm. uh, for his uh, fellow firefighters and first responders to have health care uh, after digging at mm-hmm. 9-11 and dying of these illnesses. Um, I talked to a woman, uh, her family, who had uh, who got pregnant and was told that her baby would not live, but decided that it was important to do everything they could to try and give that baby a chance. That baby now is, uh, I think, five or six years old, Aww. and his name is David, named Aww. after David and Goliath. I love that. So those are just some of the stories. You know, it was... I started writing the book when I was in a place of anger mm-hmm. and I finished up the book knowing that you really can step into a, the arena and people will rise up and help you. Mm-hmm. Well, you are the perfect example of that. I'm so glad you joined us for part two of our conversation Yay. on Live in the Bream. Thank you, JD. Love you. I love you too, my friend. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts.